Hi, Eden. Hi, Ione. And hello to the listeners. Welcome to the Polyester Podcast. I'm Ione, and I'm the founding editor-in-chief of Polyester and the author of Poor Little Sick Girls. And I'm Eden. I'm the managing editor of Polyester and the co-host of this podcast. This is Confessions, a new mini-series created in collaboration with Coach. Coach is celebrating what we carry with us, not just your wallet, keys and lip gloss, but the stories and experiences that have shaped us. So, with a few very special guests, we'll be delving into the experiences that you need advice on, from relationship drama, friendship woes, career mishaps and embarrassing moments, to the revelations and aspirations we carry with us. We're here to offer advice and process it all together and encourage each other to embrace being ourselves, because what we carry with us makes us stronger. Before we get started, be sure to check out our latest print issue featuring the guests from the series. And it's sold out, so sorry. It's sold out, so sorry, you can't get a copy. <laughs> you can read it all on the website. Yeah, you can see it in all its glory. In all its glory. All info is in the episode description. And next up, as a special guest, we have Piri. Yay! Who is literally the sweetest person ever, no? Yeah, she's an angel. I really liked her advice that she gave. Perry is a musician. Um, you probably know some of her songs like Up Down and She's big on TikTok. She's also an OnlyFans girly. And she's our latest cover girl, one of three for this print collaboration. So yeah, we spoke to Perry about many different types of advice from uni to class to relationships and here is the episode. Hi Perry. Hi. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. Thank you for having me. Anytime, love. Anytime. Would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners? Yeah, sure. Hi there. My name's Piri. I make dance music and I'm a singer from Manchester. Ooh. So today we have some juicy questions submitted anonymously via our Instagram stories. I sound rancid because I have a cold. Everyone forgive me. <laughs> Eden, would you like to read the first question? I've gone back to college and while I love it, I'm struggling with old feelings of perfection along with mental health and chronic illness. Advice on being so hard on myself. I know I need rest, but I still feel like a failure. What would you advise? Oh, I know. It's, it's oh man, sad. you just yeah, you just got to try and give yourself a break. I don't know. <laughs> that's so that's so sad. Yeah, I mean, just just have faith because it will get better for sure. Just just hold on. Try and do some fun stuff with your friends to distract yourself. I would say, and have a self care day. You know, run a bath. Do your nails. (laughs) We're big fans of having a rest at polyester. Yeah, big, big fans. I also think just to remember that, like, college is not the be-all and end-all of being successful. Like, if you can't Mm -hmm. do it the way you want to do it right now, that doesn't mean you are a failure. It just means that college is shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like, I I did, like, science in college and uni, and I'm not using that at all now. So, you know, life yeah, literally, I was I was a chemistry student, so no life can come at you fast in any direction. So just <laughs> just see what happens. What were you gonna do with your science degree? Um, well, basically, I've I've did my bachelor's and then I was so broke afterwards. So I was gonna mm-hmm. take a year out to work and then go back and do a master's and then maybe a PhD. I wanted to be a lecturer, uh, but then I just got into music in that that year off. Nice. 
No. So yeah, Crazy. there you go. Dr. Perry. You have to give yourself space. Oh my God, yeah, Dr. Perry. <laughs> Yeah, oh, <laughs> that would have been so sick. It would have been so good. <laughs> you have to give yourself space to realise what you can do and what you can't and not feel like you can't catch up because you are ill. Yeah. It's fine. School is shit. I feel sometimes. like you're like in an environment as well where you just compare yourself to other people, but like they're, yeah. they're going through shit as well. Like, because if you want, if you're struggling with all feelings of perfection, this person has said, like, it's fine. Like, everyone is kind of on, mm. in the same boat and you should like give yourself some credit it's a good thing that you care a lot about you know doing well that's that's a good trait that you have so be proud of that yeah I think if you're like thinking that you're doing badly you're probably not doing as badly as you realize because some people just yeah are not prioritizing that at all which is also fine but exactly it's good that you care yeah I think when people are doing badly as well and not caring about the work that they're doing at college or school or uni or whatever, they kind of pretend that they are doing really well. So you've got self What do you mean? Like mm. people that are like just like dossing about and doing nothing are like, oh, I'm doing so great. I'm like smashing at the moment. And really they're not. <laughs> yeah, they're just having a good time. So they feel like they feel like they're doing great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your worth right. is not contingent on the success you have in academia, which I'm sure you're being successful at anyway. Mm-hmm. okay let's do the next question okay <laughs> best way to respond to not every man also is it worth having compassion for male conditioning and allowing for unlearning feels like constant invisible labor having to teach men about misogyny i'm struggling to engage in any sort of conversation about the patriarchy without losing my shit oh that's a good one i think i don't know we've all been there right mm-hmm. absolutely for sure yeah. It's it's a hard one because obviously it's tiring to have to deal with that. But at the, at the end of the day, like, I don't know, it's kind of good that, I mean, if the guy is like kind of willing to learn and like listen, then that's a good thing. And it can be very constructive to kind of allow him to see your point of view as a woman. Do you know what I mean? Because they have no way to imagine how it feels to live life as a woman, mm. I guess. Or, or just like anything other than a cis man, basically. Yeah. So I don't know, but then also if they're just like, you know, not trying to listen and just trying to like talk over you the whole time, I feel like it's a lost cause probably. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's one of those things where you can just go round in circles forever with like, what about Uri? if men are going to be like, not every man. Mm. And like, it's worth having compassion for everyone, of course. Mm. But what is that person actually doing to try and be better? Or are they just trying to argue with you because they want to have an argument like they want to have a debate or whatever which is something I have no tolerance for in my life yeah yeah exactly it's just whether they're willing to try and like you know put themselves in your shoes or not because like if they accept that like oh yeah I'm a I'm like a man I'm never going to understand the experience of all these other people you know and also it's like are they centering themselves like are they being like not every man oh this is so hard on me because it's horrible for men it's like okay cool then you're probably never going to get through to them because they're just still centering themselves in experiences. To be fair, I have a very low tolerance for cis straight men. I don't really have that many in my life. Eden, what do you think? Um, I mean, I think when people are saying not all men, they're usually trying to wind people up anyway because they know yeah. it's not all men. So I think sometimes people aren't even worth arguing with. And like you said, this person said, it's like constant invisible labour having to treat men about misogyny. Men know misogyny exists. Like, so if, this, if you're not getting through to someone, I feel like sometimes you have to just not give up, but 
you have to kind of realize that this person's probably just trying to wind you up or probably trying to rile you up. Like, and I guess it's the, the difference between someone, it's like the intent, isn't it? It's someone trying to make you feel stupid or someone trying to learn. And I think that's like the key thing mm. here. Like people need to be, men need to be open to learning, but some men are just going to be like on the wind up. Exactly. I feel like you can tell, you can tell what kind of conversation it's going to be within the first like minute or so. Yeah. Whether they're trying to listen or just trying to like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I think it's about like, oh, is your energy best spent trying to make a man understand your point of view? Or could you actually have like, a better connection and find common ground with like other women that you can mm. actually change things with rather than just trying to be like please understand me man because yeah usually I found that to be quite unsuccessful <laughs> yeah I think I mean the best way to respond to not all men I guess it's like just like yeah we know yes it is <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I think yeah I, I guess she like you said in the first minute you can probably tell what the person's intention is behind the conversation so you can either mm-hmm. walk away or you can choose to have a a rational conversation I guess yeah it's going to be rational though mm. I don't know why I'm just picturing this happening in the pub and I just would never want to have this conversation in the pub yeah you'd just be like I'm gonna yeah no definitely drink. not in the pub <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting though because if they are willing to kind of listen and kind of like try and understand your experience it can be really like eye-opening I guess because you know if they're hearing it firsthand and trying to actually understand them you know there's no other way that they would kind of know about that I guess mm-hmm. unless they just randomly like decided to do lots of research so it can be very useful if the person's willing to listen but again you've got to just scope out what their vibe is I don't know if I'm being really cynical but I just feel like if you if these conversations start with like what does it feel like to be a woman or like not all men then it's like yeah. immediately doomed you know what I mean like I feel like men actually understanding things comes through like not experiencing it but like having someone close to them that experiences it or yeah they go yeah. out of their own way to try and learn about it or pop culture references or whatever where it's like oh now I can see that this thing happens in real life whereas like, I feel like if someone is specifically saying sit me down and explain to me why your existence is worse than mine mm. then it's just never gonna work well I've had conversations like that from like you know if I was talking to a guy and he was saying how he like fell asleep in an uber or kind of just like did some like sketchy thing that you would never do as a woman just because mm. you wouldn't feel safe like walking around alone and then I would just kind of be like oh my god like how how do you do that like I would never be able to do that and then you can kind of yeah exactly yeah it's conversations like that where it's more natural and they're like, oh, I never, I never would have thought of that from your perspective, kind of thing. It can be really cool. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely the way to go about it. Like, kind of mm. making, like, putting them in your shoes almost, or making them realize how normal their behavior is, but how abnormal that is for anyone that isn't like a cis. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, in like real life situations as well. Yeah, it's stuff as well. It's so obvious to us. It's like, yeah, don't walk around alone at night. But they're like, oh my god, really? It's like, yeah, how do you not? Realize yeah, yeah. That? I would never fall asleep in an Uber. Like. <laughs> you never know where you're gonna end up yeah, yeah yeah i was watching a film last night and like the main character took a piece of chewing gum off another man at a bus stop and me and gina were both like that would literally <laughs> never happen if it was a girl in it literally there's so many situations like that that you just like you know your safety. yeah 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 just like all the time and you know guys don't have to deal with that and they just wouldn't even like imagine to think about that kind of thing yeah exactly yeah. Okay, so the next one is quite spicy. 
My ex-boyfriend is following OnlyFans slash posting pictures partying with hyperfeminine girls while I'm the total opposite. And he was always acting like a hashtag good guy, saying he didn't care about these things while in a relationship with me. I'm feeling shitty and betrayed. How to deal while also not end up hating women who seem to won't ask for it. What the fuck? Okay. There's a lot going on in that oh, question. Dear. Yeah, yeah there's, a, this there's a lot to unpack. <laughs> like, I appreciate that they don't want to end up in that place where they're like, you know, it's, it's not these women who are doing anything wrong. That's true. Yeah. That's the yeah. first thing to establish. <laughs> they're just being themselves and they have no idea what this guy's history is. And they probably even have no idea that he's interacting with them on OnlyFans or like, yeah, if they're partying with him, he has no idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They've just like, just met him and they're just like, doing them. And then I don't know. But f- I, I don't know. It's hard to understand what his motivations would be from that. Perhaps he is just trying to make a statement about it by making this like mm. public on purpose. Yeah. Trying to like get to you. I would advise block him on everything. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look at don't look at who he's following. That's 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 the start of of going down a don't spiral. Look at it. If it's your ex, block on everything and just live your life without them. Like it's it's the the best and easiest way. Seriously, you've got to just like put them in the past for real. And I also feel like maybe just understanding that even if it wasn't hyper feminine women, she would probably still be upset because it's another person and they might not like the person in question might not be over their ex yet so if it was like people that looked more like the person that sent this in they might be like why are they talking to those of people that look exactly like me but they don't yeah, want like, to be with just me. trying to replace me yeah, yeah exactly. it's kind of yeah heartbreak makes you feel all kinds of stuff and it's it's always like illogical because that's the nature of like love and that yeah <laughs> but yeah just and yeah just try and not just try yeah just remember these women have no idea what's going on and don't blame yeah, them blame so them. just being them Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that the the not checking like someone's social media so intensely is such good advice. Like, it's a slippery slope when you're looking at start who's been your story and who who like people that you used to go out with a following and stuff like that. Like, just don't look. You're looking. You're looking for something to hurt yourself with. Yeah, you might. I mean, you feel like you know a rush of like dopamine or whatever in the two seconds that you're looking and then after yeah. that you're just kind of like crap <laughs> yeah exactly it's not worth it it's never worth it no i i don't agree yeah and i also think like because i didn't even think about what perry said like oh they might just be trying to he might just be trying to get a rise out of her mm-hmm. that's so true don't let him get a rise out of you yeah yeah exactly. might just you're above that <laughs> you're playing into it mm-hmm. yeah because everything's put online with the hope that at least a certain person will see it. So maybe he's just doing this to try and make you jealous or to rile you exactly. up. Exactly. People really be doing that. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> what would you do, Eden? Um, I don't know. I'd probably just like go and like put loads of boys on my story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Super play at that game. Post, post loads of memes about shagging or something. Like, yeah. The immature yeah, response being <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> Fight fire with fire and then block it. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. That's 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 that would be my advice, but maybe not that response. Start on OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, start start one yourself. Yeah, and then try and unpack why you first. Your first instinct is to be annoyed at the girlies involved and not your horrible ex, because mm-hmm. as Perry said, they've got really nothing to do with the situation. They could be anyone. 
yeah yeah like it's un- it doesn't make you a bad person for thinking that because it's understandable because obviously if you still have like love towards your ex you're obviously going to try and blame other Anyone people in the situation yeah. yeah rather than them but then yeah once i feel like once you get a bit further away from the situation you'll kind of be like oh wait actually yeah it was him yeah. being a dick 100%. we can just blame internalized misogyny because our knee-jerk reaction is to just hate the other woman when really yeah. it's usually mm-hmm. the man we should be hating mm-hmm. <laughs> Eden, would you like to pick the next question yeah so okay this is this is a really juicy one actually my best friend and her boyfriend should not be together they are not well matched at Ooh. all how do i tell her this in a nice way Ooh. see this is interesting we don't have a lot of context here we don't really yeah, know true the situation i feel like i don't know i feel like you should always be able to be honest with your friends though like as long as you do approach it in a kind of just that i'm concerned i just want to make this point and then understand your point of view on it. Mm. And then kind of, if it's not the vibe, just like know when to drop it as well. Like don't push that kind of situation. But you can, I feel like you can let your opinion be known a bit, kind of. Yeah, I think it's it's really hard. Yeah, I don't Yeah, think, I feel like every time I've done that, it just builds resentment between me and the friends. And then, especially if they're still with that person or have no like feelings that they shouldn't be. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, it's kind of a tricky one because we, like, I don't know, we don't know. Maybe the guy's, like, really, really horrible to her. Maybe it would be better for her to get out. Maybe, yeah, like, that's true. We don't know the situation here. Yeah, he could just be a bit annoying or a bit weird or he could be evil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a large range. Yeah, I think what you said is so true, Ioni, that if you say something and that those that couple are still together, your friend is always going to resent you for saying that until mm. they can see the light. Yeah. So it is really, really tricky, I think maybe a couple of people need to say it it can't just be like your opinion i think it has to be like unanimous from like your friendship group or something i don't know maybe that feels like a coup that's like going up on yeah yeah maybe like that maybe 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 if you know like her mom or something (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's like the big dogs in the mom jesus christ bring in the the big dogs i'm just just worried i'm just worried about her (laughs) you can maybe turn it around and be like why do you like this person like do they how do they make you feel like why do you like them i don't know yeah maybe try and understand it first yeah i think like offering support is always good like if they are bringing up reasons why that their partner makes them upset or whatever then that's mm-hmm. kind of like your moment yeah but i think bring it up out of the blue or if they're like oh i'm so happy and then you're like well <laughs> well actually i hate them yeah. then it kind of looks bad on you yeah, yeah that's a very good point bring it up whilst it's already like happening, kind of. yeah mm. in the conversation but yeah i think don't push it as well because or just like try i think offering support's always good like oh if this ever happens trying to turn it around is good like oh how do you feel and then, mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes, I feel like this is a lose-lose situation. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes yeah. you just got to ride it out. Yeah, I think that's yeah. another thing. It's like how much of it is your ego because you don't like the person? Like, yeah. is it an actual issue you see in their relationship? Or is it yeah. because you don't like the person? You've said best friend as well, so maybe you feel like this person doesn't deserve your best friend or you don't feel like they should be together because yeah you don't like that person you don't like him as a person but, yeah yeah maybe, maybe it's you <laughs> me no no i'm sorry i'm sorry um but yeah i think we maybe need a b- bit more context true mm. yeah. okay this one <laughs> is very difficult what are your tips on navigating a relationship with a class divide 
I annoyingly find myself resenting some of the things he says, etc. Like, logically, I know it's not his fault, but still. Oh, I'm curious. I'm curious. I guess he's more well off, right? Yeah. I would assume that. Yeah. I guess so. I don't know. Again, it's not one of those where is he willing to kind of understand your kind of situation as well because if he's constantly saying shit that's like really like classist that would be like so yeah that's bad jarring yeah Yeah, that's so peak it could be kind of like the not all men thing though where they're just like a bit ignorant to like people's struggles and they have no money exactly because again it's one of one of those things where if you you're born like this living this way your whole life you don't really like a lot of people don't like think about how other people live just like instinctively do you know what i mean you've got kind Mm -hmm. of like learn that experience and I feel like, I don't know, having a, having a relationship with a class difference kind of is often a great opportunity for both people to understand each other better, I feel. Yeah. And, you know, can kind of give you more perspective on how other people live. Yeah. Also, you could just take advantage of it. Is he going on any, like, <laughs> is his parents going on any skiing holidays or anything soon? Go on a skiing holiday. <laughs> yeah. that, is, that is super true. That is super true. Live it up. Yeah, you rise through the ranks of classes. But I think, yeah, <laughs> like having these conversations and kind of making people realise, like, things haven't always been easy for everyone, you know. I think that's maybe maybe the key to it. Yeah. Because it's not his fault. About, oh, bloody hell. Absolute <laughs> middle class apologists <laughs> in the room today. No, no. <laughs> He's so brave. He's so brave. <laughs> Some people are just, like, fucking ignorant. Like, they just can't... Who was it? Someone was saying to me recently... I can't remember who it was. Or oh, they were... There's someone saying to their friend that they were really shocked that they had never been on a skiing holiday. I don't know. I'm t- obsessed with skiing. Gwyneth Paltrow is in my head. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they were like, I can't believe you've never been skiing before. Wow, that's really shocking. And they were like, no, it's not. Loads of people haven't been skiing. Yeah, I'm just not rich. <laughs> But they were like, oh, everyone I know has been skiing. It's like, you just kind of have to make people realise how ludicrous their, like, perception of reality is sometimes, I think. Yeah, yeah exactly, because... Oh, you go, oh, no, go on, sorry. I was, I was just going to say, say, it's not... <laughs> <laughs> you go, you go. I'm shutting up. Um, yeah, people, yeah, you just have no idea, like, until you're kind of confronted with that thing. You know what I mean? That's what I was just going just gonna to add. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's like, if you're in a situation where you're maybe the like person with the least money in a room or in a relationship it can often feel like you are always having to try and like match what they can do so like match the places they can go for drinks or match the food Mm. they can eat or match whatever and that it's like on you to go to their level otherwise you're a bad person when really that's not true and I think that could probably make a really imbalanced relationship really quickly so it's about like being honest and also being like well I'm not just being like stingy or whatever like this is literally ridiculous and I can't afford 20 quid for a drink. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. I think, yeah, definitely stand your ground on that. And I do think whoever's, like, more well-off in the relationship, especially if it's, like, you know, from, like, a family mm. kind of background as well, if it's not just, like, you know, you've got a higher-paying job kind of thing, um, you should, you should like, want to kind of, like, pay more just because yeah. you care for that person. And, like, you know, 20 quid for a drink might mean a lot more to them than it does to you. So you exactly. should be happy to kind of help help them out with that like I don't know I used to be super broke but now I'm kind of doing well with music I like to like treat my friends this year and if I want to take them to an expensive place I'm paying because I'm not making them mm-hmm. pay yeah. at an expensive place that I wanted to go to do you know what I mean yeah yeah I think often what's missing from like money conversations is compassion because yeah. it's like it can feel like it's a binary oh you can either afford it or you can't but everyone should be kind and generous if you have money I always think the people that 
have come from nothing are always like that and the people that have loads of yeah. money never really do that so like like you said you've kind of been broke and now you've got a little bit of cash so I think people like that are always the most generous it's the people that are with the money that hoard the money it's how the rich yeah they probably learn it from their parents right exactly yeah just like being stingy yeah yeah so share the wealth guys I saw like am I the Mm -hmm. or whatever where it was like I had a rich friend who literally kept a spreadsheet of every single like penny to the pound that his other friends owed him that's mental whereas I feel like we're like with people that have no money it's like I'll get you a drink you just get the next one like it's fine exactly nothing does my head in more than when like a well-off person asks you for petrol money or like, <laughs> I know. especially if you were going if they were going anyway and you just kind of hop in the car with them and they're like oh. right one pound fifty one pound fifty a working class person would never ever do that as well I feel it's, I know it's so strange literally like, should be the other way around <laughs> yeah literally it's how they stay rich like you said Ione it is like it literally is rich people are out here with spreadsheets and google docs that they share their whole friendship group into to track the amount of spending for real and they're the ones ruining the economy by hoarding all the wealth exactly spend it (laughs) start by paying taxes end with not asking for petrol money and we can all live in a lovely world (laughs) yeah that would be nice (laughs) okay we have time for one more i think okay this one is good how do we distinguish between platonic and romantic love i feel like i will always love and be in love with my friends more than a romantic love but would never want to move a platonic love into romantic love oh interesting Mm. I don't know. I feel like I can't really relate much to this question because I'm just such a I'm I'm one of those people who I'm such a relationship person. Like I'm always crushing. <laughs> yeah, for real, always crushing all in a relationship. But I understand like a lot of people aren't like that, and people always try to tell me like you should just be single for a while, and I'm just like, no. <laughs> You're a serial monogamous. Monogamous. Absolutely. So I can't really understand that because I'm just like I don't know. I'm so like into romantic feelings in general Mm -hmm. what about you guys oh Eden what do you think I don't know I think it's really sweet that they said I'll I'll love my friends anyone that's so cute Mm. um I I don't know I maybe you just haven't met the right person yet that's That's what I was thinking yeah maybe they haven't come along like you know it's it's it doesn't have to happen straight away you can have your platonic relationships and then maybe one day you'll find someone that you have romantic love with but also don't stress it you've got love in your life and that's the most important thing you don't have to be too scared to like if you're in a platonic if you're like friends with someone and kind of want to date them I don't think you should be too scared of like you know ruining the friendship or losing the friendship by mm. dating them because I mean like obviously if you're friends with them and you kind of feel like you love them then you know them very well and can probably yeah. trust them with your emotions and you know if you think it'd be good to get in a relationship with them even if it doesn't work out you know there's a good chance that you you, you can both be mature enough to kind of still be friends after a while after yeah, the breakup kind of friends in the first place. and I feel like yeah I feel like it's worth the risk to go for it sometimes and it might end up just being like the best decision you ever made yeah, I feel like it works both ways because also if this person is feeling pressure, like, why do I love all of these people but I don't want to shag any of them, then you're chilling. You don't have to shag any of your mates. Like, it's very cute 
and nice to love your friends. Yeah. And yeah, maybe it's that there's lots of different types of love and you haven't experienced one of them yet, but that you will one day. I think like don't force anything either because if you think that you're in love with your friends but don't want to like take that step to make it intimate, then just be in love with them. Be yeah. obsessed mm-hmm. with them. I'm a big advocate yeah. for being obsessed with your friends. We are, yeah. It's the, it's the best. <laughs> okay, I think that is a positive note to end on. It is, yeah. Wow, well, that's yeah. cute. Aww, <laughs> I hope this person stays in love with all of their friends. <laughs> thank you so much, Piri. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me, guys. It was very fun. Hey. It was, it was fun. I, I hope I hope that was good advice. Fingers crossed. Thank you, Barry. Thanks, Barry. And as we said at the top of the episode, if you haven't checked out all of the content, please go to our please go to the polyester website and look at it. <laughs> please, please, um, Megan. <laughs> we will be back on Monday for another regularly scheduled sleepover club episode. But for now, we will see you later. Thank you, Eden. Thanks, Ioni. Thank you to Olivia for editing the episode. Thank you to Coach for partnering with us on this project. Thank you to Gina and Gina, Charlotte, Grace, Patty, and Misha. We will see you on Monday. See you on Monday. Bye.